Welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I am a realtor and home functionality coach. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot, no matter if you reside in 4,500 square feet or 350. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. In this episode, let's discuss aesthetics and a little functionality. Whether you're building a new home from the ground up, remodeling, or simply looking to refresh a home that you purchased and didn't design, knobs, pulls, and handles are dear to my heart and can be so fun to go down that rabbit hole with. It's one of the subjects that I did the biggest deep dive on when we built our house, so I can say without a doubt, you can spend a significant amount of time exploring who you are and what hardware represents you and the family that occupies this space day in and day out. We have five senses, the sense of sight, smell, touch, hearing, and taste. Thinking through all of these as it relates to your home's interior can help you make decisions, trying to be as inclusive as possible to honor as many senses as possible so you can truly experience your home. Hardware that is the knobs, pulls, and handles in your home are one of the only things you're going to be touching every single day. You may or may not sit on your couch every day. You may not use your table on a particularly busy day, but you will always, always need to get into your cupboards or drawers. I mean, you need to brush your teeth and you likely keep that in a bathroom drawer. I want to read to you page 377 of a book titled The Finer Things by Christiane Lemieux. She says, evaluating hardware is a matter of aesthetic, of course, but it's also important to consider function. If it's a hinge, a pull, a knob, does it swing seamlessly? Is it strong enough to stand up to years of tugging? Does it turn effortlessly? Hardware might inform our experience of a space, but it's no good unless it can perform. When it comes to evaluating quality in anything, she recommends asking three simple questions. Do you like the way this looks? Is it going to last? And is it going to function the way that it should? Hardware shouldn't look or feel cheap. It shouldn't be an afterthought. It should feel like an extension of your aesthetic. 
Here are some questions to ask yourself about yourself. Do you like jewelry? If yes, what kind specifically? Chunky? Delicate? If you don't like jewelry, do you prefer a minimalist or modern aesthetic? What lights you up out in the world? If wood bark and ferns set your soul on fire, take note. Do you love nothing more than your diamond stud earrings or cufflinks? Take cues from that. Maybe your soul is cut from the bohemian cloth and you crave warm earthy spaces with saturated fiery orange or electric blue knobs or pulls with some metal mixed in there somewhere. Maybe you lean toward exposed wood beams, brick fireplaces, and the comfort of your cabin in the woods. Taking cues from that, you might want to bring that aesthetic into your main home in a subtle way, with a nod to the peace and tranquility that you experience there. Do you love the understated aesthetic of mid-century modern? Take note. Perhaps industrial is more your speed with optimum function and less soft edges. So let's say your heart sings for all things botanical. Take cues from that, from twigs to woven reeds, leaves to actual flowers. This can be as understated or as literal as you wish. If you love the movie Julie and Julia or all things culinary, take cues from that. Deep dive on the decor at your favorite restaurant. Surely Pinterest has photos of your favorite chef's kitchen. Go have another look at your favorite foodie movie. What pulls do they have? Pause it on that. Pause your TV there and take a photo of those knobs on your screen and treat this like a fun adventure. Our kitchens get used daily. And when you have a knob or pull to open cabinets and drawers with, the oil and whatever else is on your hands from making dinner gets transferred to whatever you touch. That is important information to take into account in order for you to make good decisions and for your cupboards to last a long time. Imagine that you have a full overlay drawer. You must have either a pull or a knob in order to get the drawer open. These are like the workhorses of the kitchen aside from that one really great chef's knife. Sarah Robertson understands the importance of being organized. As founder and principal of Studio Dearborn, she has an intense focus on the functional details of every kitchen. She blends clever storage seamlessly into precision millwork, resulting in tailored, elegant spaces that are fun to cook and live in. Named after her grandmother, Studio Dearborn has emerged as a highly sought-after source for kitchen expertise. 
featured in House Beautiful, The Washington Post, Apartment Therapy, and HGTV Magazine, among others, Robertson has an active blog and a loyal social media following. I will include her Instagram handle and website in the podcast notes. She sent me a gorgeous photo of the pull she chose for her own kitchen, and she writes, It's from A and H Brass in London. I found it there when I just happened to be staying in a hotel adjacent to their location in downtown London, and they shipped our entire kitchen's worth across the pond. In her email to me, she went on to explain, I love using cast brass hardware with a living finish. I know some people have a hard time with living finishes, but I love how they change over time and show the marks of time. I wanted the same finish in my kitchen because all the original hardware in my 1920s house is unlacquered brass. It just felt right to stick with that. So let's talk about that term she references, living finish. Natural brass, polished unlacquered brass, German silver, and oiled rub bronze are all living finishes intended to transform with age and use, yet they may also be restored to their near original state if you'd like. The look and feel of brass hardware changes as it's constantly touched and handled. Embracing the aging process in your hardware lends a sophisticated touch to your aesthetic. Over time with use patterns, the hardware takes on a truly individual look. Now, if you're a person that obsesses over the fingerprints on anything like the fridge, this may not be for you. I'll include a photo of Sarah's gorgeous bank of cabinetry and the pulls that adorn them on the Facebook group page. You'll find a link to it in the notes of this podcast. When we built our house, I knew for sure I didn't want our bathroom hardware to be the same as our kitchen hardware. I wanted to add a little glam to the master bathroom to give it a little sparkle. I even used a totally different knob on the drawers then I used pulls for the cabinet. I stayed with the same nickel finish, but the drawers are the only thing with sparkle. From amethyst to crystal, if sparkle appeals to you, there's many choices to be had that you can apply in small bits. As I outlined this podcast, I'm looking at a stunner in the House of Antique Hardware shop online. I'll include the link, as always, in the podcast notes. Now let's talk about functionality. Technically, knobs are fastened in the middle with one screw, while pulls are fastened with a screw at each end. Generally, you grasp a cabinet knob with the thumb and forefinger, but for a pull, you just hook a finger or two behind the open part. So pulls tend to be a little easier to use since it doesn't require the grip as much. So what does this mean to you? So if people are suffering from mobility issues or arthritis, a pull could be a better choice. Likewise, Let's talk about that as it pertains to doorknobs versus pulls for interior doors. There are handles and knobs. The handles generally require less grip, 
something to consider whether you're building a new home, updating your existing hardware, or doing an entire remodel, attention to practicality and ease of use are paramount because many people these days are aging in place, so pulls for drawers and handles for doors will be most universal for all ages and abilities. As a realtor with an eye for aesthetics, this is something I always notice when I tour another home. I can tell when knobs and pulls were an afterthought, and I can tell when the designer or homeowner intentionally made a statement, even if it's an understatement. I appreciate when they are not the cheap, safe, or bland choice. Knobs and pulls are like jewelry for the kitchen, even if you're a minimalist. There are some gorgeous, modern, minimal options that help a kitchen or bathroom with the details. It says, yes, we considered everything, without actually saying a word. I quite literally spent two months making my decision when we built our home. I started by surveying like a zillion photos so I understood what was out there before I started to understand what I personally was attracted to. I didn't want all the bathrooms and kitchen to have the same hardware. They're different rooms with different moods. I also knew I wanted pulls in two sizes for the kitchen, and I quite literally chose the pulls and based the finish of the kitchen faucet off the pulls I ultimately chose instead of working the other way around. I went with a champagne gold, which is less yellow and a little more understated. I chose an ebony stain for my custom cabinets so that brighter champagne would be a nice, sophisticated contrast with the dark wood. The white granite countertops emulating a marble look similar to a commercial kitchen significantly contrasts with the darker wood, so adding that bit of shine on the pulls softens the feel. I personally lean toward modern, and the one thing these pulls reminded me of was a cummerbund on a tuxedo. Not a I'ma rent this at the mall kind of tuxedo, like a custom tailored Italian made tuxedo. I love how they are still simple, yet somehow impeccably fancy at the same time. Now let's talk about placement. Where on the cabinet or drawer you choose to install your hardware should be a choice based on a combination of form and function. There are more traditional and more modern approaches. For a shaker or traditional style cabinet, the typical orientation is to center the knob in the center of the front frame so that the knob is in the center both vertically and horizontally. The other option is a bit more modern, which is to place them a little higher on the upper bank and a little lower on the lower bank of cabinets. It leaves that horizontal stripe of wood, if you will, open, uninterrupted, and therefore more clean. I think the most important thing to ask yourself is, do I want a more clean look or a more traditional look? 
Your own preference should come before everything else. And before you jump to conclusions, go spend some time looking around the interwebs. Blogs like Sarah's and Apartment Therapy. Maybe you're dying for color, but you just can't get yourself to commit to colored cabinetry. Look to the pulls or knobs to do that for you instead. Remember the amethyst pull I referenced earlier? Imagine an emerald crystal pull against a polished brass finish. Signature Hardware has a Minotti porcelain knob available in three colors, indigo, rosewood, or teal. Its stylish design includes an irregular shape and a concave front. With its crackled center providing a handcrafted feel, lustrous gold lining along the edge of the pole enhances the Minotti's modish form. Do you know someone with great hardware? Ask them to send you a photo so you can post it in our group Facebook page and we can all geek out together. You can also post to Instagram and use the hashtag home space and reason. I am including a drool worthy list of online hardware shops on my website so you can peruse until your heart's content. I also wanted to pause for a moment and read to you a celebration of a small win from Molly in Eastern Washington. She writes, I freaking love this podcast. I've listened to every episode, some more than once, and have implemented multiple things in my home. For instance, yesterday I replaced the daytime lights in my hallway and great room with lower temperature bulbs. I can't believe how much of an impact this one simple change has made. My home satisfaction went up multiple points. Another listener, Alyssa, joined in from Oregon with, yes, I did the same exact thing in my hallway last week, and I can't believe what a difference it makes in how I feel walking into my home. Love these simple changes that make a huge difference. Thank you for celebrating your win with us. Do you have a win you'd like to share? Leave it in the podcast reviews or on the group Facebook page. We love celebrating baby steps forward and all things positive. Thank you, Molly and Alyssa, for sharing. I love when you geek out with me on all things home-related. The specific episode they are referring to is episode 6, titled Lighting and Windows. Go have a listen or even a second listen if you haven't yet. And now grab a pencil. It's time for the questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason. Question number one, what style are you most attracted to? If you need to re-listen to the first part of this podcast, you absolutely can. If you can't pinpoint a style type, just write down some adjectives or descriptives that you seem to be attracted to over and over again. Question two, if you're updating or remodeling, do you have other components in your kitchen already that are not going to change right now? So this means if you're building a home from the ground up, everything may be changeable if it's in the theoretical stage right now. 
But if your cabinets are already in production and you've already chosen your finish, that and your countertops may be your starting point. Get samples, set them next to your computer screen if you're considering styles from home, or set your laptop up in the space you are dressing with knobs and pulls so your eye can take in what is on your screen in the environment in which it will be placed. Question number three. Once you've found photos of a few that you love, scour Pinterest and Instagram for these knobs and pulls used in real kitchens. See if you can find them used in a similar color combination as you have against dark wood, for example, if you have an ebony stain on your cabinetry like I do. Seeing them in an existing home can help narrow down your choices. You may say, well, nope, not for me or you might just fall more in love. Question number four. If you're updating an existing home and not replacing the faces of the cabinets, note where your current drawer or cabinet holes are for your hardware and find knobs or pulls that will fit in the same holes. Not all pulls are the same. Measure carefully but don't be intimidated. You've got this. Also, consider whether you want to swap out the laundry room knobs at the same time. I dropped this in because maybe you've always wanted to get a knob for another room in the house, one that is scratched or broken. Can you do them at the same time, perhaps in the same shipment? Question number five. Close your eyes with me and imagine your hand moving toward a drawer to grab it and pull it open. Is it cold because it's metal? Is it rounded and wood? Does it have color or sass? Is it smooth porcelain? Let your imagination run wild and imagine what it is that you would like to see there and then see if you can find something similar to what you're picturing in your head. Since we're talking about kitchens anyway, I wanted to mention the home maintenance of cleaning your stove hood filter. Range hoods come with one of two types of filters, replaceable and non-replaceable. Stainless steel baffle filters and aluminum filters do not typically need to be replaced, while charcoal and mesh filters require replacement about every 120 hours of cooking or every three to six months. It's a good time to degrease and have a look up there and do a little cleaning. It will help keep your exhaust hood running well and will be something you'll thank yourself for later. While you're at it, I bet there's a light bulb or two in there. Do they need to be changed out as well? May as well order them online for ease. I'll put a link below for a company whose business is all about vent hoods and they have some videos, soap recipes, and other goodness you can reference. If you have an Amazon Echo, you can now say, play the Home Space and Reason podcast by Apple and listen while you're cleaning your vent hood filter. See how I did that? You can also say play home space and reason from yesterday on Apple podcasts, skip backward 30 seconds, 
or even play the previous episode. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful for home-cooked meals and food on the table. I'm grateful for the internet and access to all the information we want at any time that we want it. I'm thankful for sunrises and sunsets, chocolate, and the freedom to vote. If you're curious about the timeline on our voting history in America, I'll include a link in the podcast notes as it's not something we can take for granted. Women's suffrage is the right of women to vote in elections. The original Mary Poppins movie released in 1964 is my favorite childhood movie, and this movement for women's rights to vote in England is depicted in this movie. In Australia, women progressively gained the right to vote between 1894 and 1911, federally in 1902. Canada extended voting rights to women in 1917, Britain and Germany in 1918, Austria and the Netherlands in 1919, and then the United States in 1920. Notable exceptions in Europe were France, where women could not vote until 1944, Greece until 1952, and Switzerland in 1971. In some cases, this is just one full generation removed from us, sometimes only two. My maternal grandmother was born in 1910, in a time before women could vote. No matter who you are or where you live, please vote. Your voice matters. Don't forget to check the podcast notes for the link to Studio Dearborn and Sarah's blog to see photos of her 2020 Best Kitchen of the Year from the National Kitchen and Bath Association, along with seven gorgeous green kitchens and more stunning examples of her design work. You're going to want to subscribe to this podcast so you don't have to remember to download new episodes. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest by searching for the handle space and reason or scrolling down to the podcast notes. If you happen to be relocating to the greater Metro Portland, Oregon area, and you'd like to hire me as your realtor, reach out to me at Christina spelled with a K at spaceandreason.com. If you haven't yet, write a review because it lets others know this is a podcast worth listening to. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. I'll meet you back here for the next episode.